we are not just a city, that we are more than just a community, that we're operating like a village. And in a village, each and every one of us is accountable, not only for our child or our children, but our children's friends and single parent moms, single parent dads, when we collectively stand together, locked in arms, there is no force or no energy that can stop us from molding and not even just molding, from creating bridges that allow kids and families to move out of generational poverty into economic wealth, 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 wealth. Peace, blessings, and elevation. And welcome to the Freeway to Elevation, where we elevate your consciousness, we elevate your reach, and we elevate your experiences with phenomenal people like my guest today, Lisa Santiago McNeil, the coach's coach. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Kelly, thank you so much for having me on today. I appreciate the opportunity to address your audience. Thank you so much. Lisa, this is so surreal for me. And it's surreal for me only because this woman right here, y'all, has birthed several books out of me. I'm working on another book and has shifted my love of writing to a point where it's not even something that I do to generate reading for other people, but it is a way of life for me. And it's my peace and my therapy. Every therapist needs a therapist. Every coach needs a coach. All of us need somebody so that we can purge trauma, toxicity, and many of those things. So for me, again, it is very humbling to be in this space with the person who helped me to shape my story in the writing form so that others can benefit from it. Lisa, before we get started with anything here, the first thing we do is we ground ourselves from a place of gratitude. So I would just ask you, to give me a couple of things that you're grateful for in this moment. I'm grateful for you. I'm grateful for your story and how you allowed yourself to utilize it, to bless others and to help others who have been in situations similar. I'm grateful for the opportunity to help people who might be dealing with what they think is something that might be to their detriment only to find out that they were the ones who were equipped to bring forth the message, but they had to first go through the mess. And I'm grateful for just the opportunity to be used in this manner every day. Powerful, powerful, powerful. Lisa, um, I would ask that you start us off with one affirmation before we get into this interview. Absolutely. I have my affirmations all around the room on the wall. <laughs> and I think that they are definitely beneficial. So I am grateful 
I am blessed and I am capable is the main affirmation that I focus on is I am capable because so often I see that we struggle with where we're at right now, but you wouldn't be up against something that you weren't going to overcome. So I am grateful that I am capable. See, I asked Lisa to lead us with this affirmation because she rewires people's thought processes. She re-engineers situations, shifting them from barrier to opportunity, from challenge to victory. And so again, the coach is coach. So as we start off into this conversation, Lisa, give give us a brief overview of who Lisa Santiago McNeil is. Absolutely. I welcome that opportunity. So I am someone who who has been through situations that while I was going through them, I wondered where was God? I felt the absence of God. In those trials that I went through that I thought were really singling me out for failure were actually supporting me in my success. And a lot of what I came to the understanding of, like many people through evaluation, through therapy, I I found that oftentimes it was just looking at it from the wrong perspective. And that there was so much more greatness in the survival of what had overcome that I didn't even realize. So having gone through through all of the trials, the early, the humble beginnings, dealing with um, being dealing with being alone, dealing with being uh, being a, a a child of a child. In essence, my mother was very very young when she had me. Dealing with the fact that there was no one there to provide or protect me when I was abused or molested. Being in that, as I ran away, I felt. Uh, alone, but I felt as if I was the only one who could save myself, realizing that all of these experiences were actually God preparing me for what he had assigned me to do before I even came on this earth. And so then the fast forward and realize that there were so other, so many other people who had been through things that were holding them down, that they felt were, were holding them back. And by helping them to navigate through those historical um, breadcrumbs, if you will, mm-hmm. to actually find what it is that they are supposed to be doing and helping them to build and grow and develop into who they were really intended to be has been this journey. And then evolving into publishing allowed me to then help the person to realize that not only is is what I learned for me, but now it can benefit those that look like me that sound like me, that are going through what I thought was going to destroy me. And we were able to evolve them to a place that now they can take their power and put it on steroids and help to equip the world with what they know. Lisa, you just said a whole lot. You you first talked about alignment. And I think for a lot of people, we don't know who we are and no, we don't know what we were intended to do, 
be mm -hmm. or do. And so helping them to get to that space in the work that you do as a coach, how do you, the people whisperer, how do you feel the frequencies? How do you connect with those vibrations that help people to see what they haven't seen and to hurdle that trauma and those obstacles that have pushed them to be being stuck in their own way? So quite honestly, I utilize the five-step manifestation process. A lot of times the words will change as it relates to the person who is in the process with me. Some people identify more with uh, words that are associated with Christianity, words that are associated with spirituality, words that are associated with Islam, whatever those words are, they come back to the first place of understanding that you had a plan, that there was a plan for you before you ever came here. There was a plan for you before you got here. And if those that read the Bible know that, that the Bible says that, that God had, he knew us before we were shaped in our mother's womb. And so in that process, we then take a journey, which I call the five steps to manifestation or the five steps to becoming, which include reflection as the first step. Reflection means where did, that, where did I come <coughs> from? What happened in my life up to this point? Reflection allows you to assess, if you will, the ingredients of your life. The same way you would assess um, the ingredients in your kitchen. Mm -hmm. Right. If you were going to make a meal, you first got to find out what do I have? That's the reflection. What do I have? The prophet Elijah asked the woman who was trying to come up with money to save her children from slavery, who was trying to pay off her husband's debts. He said to her, what do you have? And a lot of times at first glance, we think we have nothing. It's just as she said, I have nothing. And then she reevaluated her thought and she said, accept a cruise of oil. Now that in her mind at that moment was still nothing because for many, for many of us, we see what we're in, what we have, what we've been through, whatever our experiences, we see them as a valueless. We see them as something that is just there. It doesn't have as much weight as we expect it to. But because in this, in that case, the prophet understood better than the woman, he was able to see what you have is more than enough, but she wasn't ready to hear it yet. So in that, in that reflection process, first we're gonna go through, we're gonna count up every experience that you feel is impacting you, every situation that you've been through that you continue to feel like it's haunting you. All of those things are us reflecting to gather up your ingredients for what's gonna go forward from there. And then the next step is evaluation evaluation is what only someone with vision can do. And when I say someone with vision, I'm going to use the example of, uh, imagine as a child, my, uh, I was raised by my great-great-grandmother. So if you can imagine my great-great-grandmother's kitchen, it didn't have no whole bunch of snacks in it, little kid wrapped up treats and stuff, because grandma didn't play that but there was ingredients in her kitchen. 
there were ingredients. She had flour, she had sugar, she had vanilla, she had raw turkey, she had rice, she had all of these things that were ingredients. And to someone who was not a trained visionary, which was me at the time, imagine eight-year-old Lisa saying, I want something to eat and I'm seeing a bag of potatoes and, and <laughs> a bag of rice. This don't look like nothing to eat, right? The, imagine someone who is not the visionary for that moment is not going to be able to see. So you may have been through this, this experience before with the wrong visionary. Mm. And I want you to understand that the right visionary in this case of this story was my grandmother. She looked at those ingredients and she said, girl, go ahead and get out of here. And she took every one of those ingredients, give her one hour and it became Thanksgiving dinner. You got everything that you need here, but you didn't recognize it. And sometimes you're not able to recognize it. And sometimes you're not able to implement it on your own. But what happened, going back to the scripture, now you recognize what you have and you're being instructed by someone who you respect and who has vision. The visionary or prophet in this case went to the woman and she said, go and gather many vessels. Now, this was part of his putting together the plan for her, but she had to have obedience in the implementation of it. So in that evaluation, we are working together to identify what these messages mean, what all of these things that you have gone through in your life actually means. Are you supposed to be there for men? Are you supposed to be there for children? Are you supposed to be there for, I have one client that was wondering why, why she had such a challenging um, situation as her children had special needs. So she wanted to understand that, but what she, re what she did not realize is she was so much further along in understanding how to care for her children, how to ensure that their needs were met, that there was another mother somewhere who was just entering this situation who she could better equip just with what she had found out along the way. So the obedience comes in deciding that what I have is enough and I am going to implement my leg of the journey. And that's where the prophet told the woman, go and gather many vessels. And she went and she sent her sons to gather all the vessels. That means to gather all the stuff that was in the neighborhood to pour this oil out. She didn't know what she was going to do with those vessels yet. But in obedience to the process, she was able to do that. And I find that so often taking the client from the process of, 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 the review and the evaluation, the remembering and the evaluation helps them to see what they have actually got, got together. And then taking them to projection. That's the third step in this process. The projection is then now they see the picture a little bit bigger. Now they can actually see what they have, what they're getting ready to do. But the next step sometimes is what is, what is, what am I able to accomplish on my own? And what am I going to need help with? So projection is going to be in making that assessment. Am I wanting to get this story written so that it can become a business, so that it can become a nonprofit, so that it can become a class, so that it can become a training, so that it can become a product? What is it, right? So now we've got the ingredients. We see the picture. Now we're deciding what we're going to do with it. And then from there, 
we make those specifications and clarifications. By helping them to decide how long it's going to take, do I have all the skills that I need already? Do I need to get more? What's my structure going to look like? We're able to pull this product into place, creating a book program or process that will help not only themselves, but help serve the community that they were sent to serve. And I find that so rewarding on so many levels with, with all of the amazing authors that I've had the opportunity to work with. Wow. Wow. So look, as I go through this five-step process in my mind, you done painted a picture, right? So I see the ingredients and I understand operating in that coaching space. You know, like we say, sometimes people get stuck in their way be just because they don't see it. Mm -hmm. And also because our brain was rewired or was wired a certain way. Right. Because we following the model that was already set before us in some cases. And then other cases, people have told us, we're not good enough. We're not smart enough. We're not strong enough. Yeah. And uh, when I think about the the um, reflection and uh, helping them to see that and then going into the evaluation and say, look, you've been told this, but guess what I see? I see strength. I yep. see power. Resiliency. Girl, I, I, yeah. Tenacity. Absolutely. I see a lot more than they had seen from the perspective, either as the person who was in it or as the receiver of someone else's message that did not necessarily align with what it is that they were being brought through. So when, cause again, now we're talking to the coaches coach, but Lisa, just like you got that fly hat on right now, <laughs> You wear many hats. Mm -hmm. And so I am sure not only are you being a coach in one moment, a, a consultant in another moment, mm -hmm. you are being an encourager in another moment. And then with all those things, and I built their confidence up, tell them about your publishing company, what your publishing company does, who it supports and the many different uh, vessels, if you will, that connect to the Empowerment Network. Absolutely. So my publishing company is called Empowerment Publishing and Multimedia. And we produce stories of overcoming in the form of self-help, personal development, and children's books. It's important to note that we connect our authors with nonprofit agencies, with businesses, with coaching, with consulting services that they might need to develop a full blown program with their book. It's not just about getting the book created, although we do get the books created. We got lots of books surrounding me right now, but it is more about what happens with the book after that. Okay. Um... And so you got the publishing company, but you know, a little bird is whispering in my ear that there is a much bigger and robust engine 
and that the publishing piece yeah. is just a small component. It's a part of. So the Empowerment Network itself is made up of myself and my husband's businesses. So the Empowerment Network is an online platform we service with um, with a morning daily podcast at 9 a.m. And then we also host programs such as Women's Empowerment Networks and Male Empowerment Networks, which are which are um, networking groups that allow for the support and development of women and men autonomously, autonomously. They're separate individuals because sometimes men need men. And at other times, women who are often, which is the area that I take care of, my husband handles male empowerment networks. And women, women often find themselves in the supporting role of so many things that have to do with someone else's evolution to greatness, but they put themselves on a back burner. And what we do at Women Empowerment Networks is we help to encourage women to find and tap into their own strengths so that they can be the star of their show. We celebrate them, we encourage them, we help them to be nurtured into the direction that they are looking to go. In addition to the uh, online network and the <clears throat> and the networking programs, we have an international program that we host uh, twice a month as well. And we have a magazine called The Empowerment Network, which I, is another platform that I utilize to share my authors, my clients, and their businesses with the world. In addition to The Empowerment Network, this year particularly, we have a cruise that's coming up on October the 22nd in 2022 that we are looking to uh, really have our, uh, what do you call it? Our conference is going to be on the cruise. We're taking the Caribbean cruise and we're looking forward to that. We are really helping to build well-rounded individuals with the Empowerment Network versus just published authors, just uh, people who are good at sales, which is what my husband does. He's a sales confidence coach. We're, we're looking to help people with more than just one area of their lives, but to be a well-rounded, community-contributing individual who is sustainable in what it is that they do. And that's really important. Lisa, that's, not only is this important, because the other piece, yeah, she's so humble and modest, but the Empowerment Network also accelerates transformation, but more importantly, it encourages healing. Because see, I've been in spaces and I've been around places with many of the people from the Empowerment Network and to hear stories of trauma, to hear the stories of pain and to see you work with them in a space as they're working on their story. Yeah. You're also helping them to release that Absolutely. trauma so that they can own their alignment and move into their purpose. So Absolutely. I'm not no longer depending on somebody to come and save me because I'm saving myself. Absolutely. So so, so, so talk to us a little bit about, cause you talked about those ingredients, but like being able to tell that story and I, I'll just use myself for an example. 
Like I had a whole lot I wanted to, to get out and say, hold up, bro. Uh, you, it's, it's a couple more books out there. Like you can't put all that in there. We're going to stop right here. But then also how you help to massage the information for others so that they can see those ingredients and tell that story. Tell your process of, of working, particularly uh, uh, your mastermind group. Mm -hmm. And so I need y'all to know about this because I'm not sure when the next class is coming, but. The next class is coming in January. The enrollments are open now. So I take with, I take with me a small group of individuals who are committed to publishing their books within the next six to nine months. Those individuals are ultimately, we bring them together twice a month so that we can share what it is that we're working on. So that we can hear what it is that we're working on. Because a lot of times you, when people are writing, they're writing in a silo and the only person that they have to evaluate with, with is their spouse or maybe somebody else who is not necessarily on the same page as them. But by coming to the group, we help to massage, like you said, what it is that you're trying to say. So what is your objective with this particular area of your message? We help you to develop a framework for writing. That first step is called your outline so that we can understand what first, second, and third you actually want to complete with your project, not just everything and anything, but what's relevant to the message that you want to send. And then assessing whether or not that message is one-sided or two-sided. Do you want your writing to be, uh, do you want your writing to compel someone else's writing? In which cases, a lot of times a journal or a workbook may actually evolve out of the process. And helping them to then determine along the way, how are we going to align this book with an existing program or an existing project that may be able to benefit from what it is that I went through or what it is that I learned so that now they can take that information. And in that process, we also help you this year, particularly um, to begin to prepare your waiting audience. A lot of times a book, the, the, all of the energy and effort is in the book, right? So we're going to write this book, we're going to release this book, and then what? We got a book but we don't have a waiting audience. We don't have anyone to buy it or read it and nobody knows about it. But in preparing your people, whether it's through blogging, whether it's through writing articles for the magazine, whether it's through advertising, we help you or getting on podcasts, we help you to lay the foundation for your audience to be prepared to receive you. And I think that that's a really big deal as well. Um, in that, we're helping you to shape it. We're helping you to really eliminate the things that don't need to be a part of this story and to focus on who it's for and who, whose it is. But most of all, you gotta have healing through that process. You gotta understand that just because you've been through it doesn't mean that you're ready to, to give it yet. Because if you have not yet processed forgiveness, for yourself, the experience, or the situation, then there can be an edge to it that's not necessarily going to be helpful to your reader. 
when you bring bitterness to your program, to your process without bringing healing to it, then a lot of times it's going to shine through and they're not going to receive what you intended them to get. So this process is really about getting to the root cause of what it is that you're dealing with and what it is that you think you learn. A lot of times we find out along the way that you didn't learn what you thought you learned, that it was actually something else. And Lisa, one of the things I want to lift up in this moment is that as you were sharing that, and, and, and we talked about the technical pieces that you help people with, but I consider you to be a, uh, a military strategist and tactician in terms of not only the, those physical things that have to be in place, the resources that I'm gonna need, but yeah. you are so tapped in from a spiritual and um, an emotional intelligence standpoint that you know exactly what those who you are serving need. And without fail, there is really not a need to act certain things, which you will put them on blast in terms of holding them accountable and pushing them a little bit beyond where their comfort zone is so that they can move into their, uh, their greatness. And so I don't know where that Absolutely. gift came from, but everybody's not tapped into that. Yeah. Well, a lot of the, uh, the anointing I have to give to God, the, a lot of the insight and the, um, the empathy, if you will, um, is directly from God. But I did study emotional intelligence as well and getting the perspectives of where what a person is saying versus what they're meaning is actually one of the things that I'm particularly insightful at and helping them to stop hiding behind those words. A lot of times we know exactly what to say to either deflect or detract from the truth without telling a lie, but that's only the essence of the truth and we wanna to get to the real truth. And, and what I've watched you do is, and sometimes, they don't even know the real truth, but you've seen it based on, to your point, not what they were physically saying, because communication about 70%, depending on what behavior scientists you talk you to, <laughs> the majority of them, I mean, majority of that is coming from your nonverbal cues. Right. And you are so tapped in and aligned in that space. Again, that's going back to those vibrations and frequencies. And then you often hold people accountable to the words that come out their mouth. Yeah. And, and, and I, I hope that they heard that because to your point, if I'm hiding behind words, but then often, often as I say or share something, we know that the power of life and death is in the tongue. And so, oh, you know what? I don't, I can never do that. I've watched you correct them and change their vocabulary. <clears throat> So that to your point on that manifestation, because that's what we're doing when we're speaking, mm -hmm. we manifesting exactly what's coming out our mouth. And, 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 and so with that, I, I just think it's really powerful for those who are watching to understand what your gift is and to tap in to you in that space, because it's not about helping to support Lisa Santiago McNeil, because she's going to be okay. It's about you making a decision or a choice 
to go after what you want, but you need the right coach to be able and to And you need the right words. You, you really hit it with, you need the right words. You need the right coach to hold you accountable to your words and things that you say, and you need the right words. Words are such a big element of manifestation. We have got to use our words efficiently. I'm telling you, I have been through so many programs and all of them come back to what you say. All of them come back to, if you think about it, even the word says that in the beginning was the word. Yep, yep. In the beginning was the word and the word was God and the word was with God. And apart from the word, nothing was made. So we get to understand that our words are actually creators. So you will create the chaos or you will create and manifest the glory that you want to live in. See, Lisa, I, I didn't want to go there, but, but, but you went there. So in addition to what you just said, the other thing is, which is something that you help. So we're focusing on this house and I see this house on Concord Mills Boulevard. This house is huge and it's beautiful. On the inside, is nothing inside the house. And so scripture, mostly all the scriptures and religion says everything you need is within. So if we knock, the door will be open. And I'm saying that particularly in this COVID-induced environment that we're living in right now, mm -hmm. it is extremely obvious that if we focus on self and understand who we are and are able to regulate those emotions and have that situational awareness, then we can manifest into whatever it is we dream, mm -hmm. we visualize everything that you're talking about. So um, just from that space, how does Lisa, actually, let me back up a second. What would the wise Lisa Santiago McNeil tell the younger Lisa Santiago McNeil um, today, actually historically, what would you tell her that could change her life or expedite that, that movement to where you're at today? And I know the process is a part of the journey. I was about but, to say that. But there is a collective wisdom the collective wisdom is just to, I would tell her that you really, you really will get it. You really will get it. Cause there was a season that it was difficult to believe that success was on the horizon or was in front of me. And I think I stayed longer in that season because there was no one telling me that there was, there, that there was a future, that there was a possibility of greatness. Right. So I think I would reassure her more than anything else, as opposed to trying to eliminate any of those experiences, because to be quite honest, it is the experiences that shaped and created who and what I am today. And if I had not gone through anything that I went through, any one of those things, that I would not be who I am. But I would tell her, you're going to make it. You're going to do great things and you're going to help other people to be amazing as well. Look, so, so you hit on something because you took me back to the ancestor, uh, Frederick Douglass. Frederick Douglass said there can be no progress without a struggle. And I'm a firm believer as adults, 
a lot of times I think we have it backwards. And what you just said reaffirmed that. We're often to well, look, I've been through this. I'm trying to stop you from the make making the mistakes that I make. Well, if I didn't make my mistakes, then I wouldn't be in the position that I'm in being able to give this advice. I want to give you the advice, but I need you to make your decision. Make your own decisions. Yeah. Powerful. So Lisa, give us some parting thoughts on what people can do, one, to tell their story, and two, to control their narrative. What would you tell the folk that are listening so that they can accomplish those two things. Absolutely. Um, I would say get help. Get help because trying to try and drive by yourself, trying to figure it by yourself is going to put you in a deficit. And if you believe that I'm the person who can work with you to help you with that, I'm sure Kelly will share with you my links and everything in the in the in the comments. But the second thing is to be open to the 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 potential that you didn't know everything that you thought you knew and what you thought you might have actually been misled into thinking so that you can begin to look at these things from a different perspective with the help of someone to help you to structure your experiences in such a way that you can understand how one thing led to another. And then in the end, you will find that you are okay. You're probably better off than you thought you were. Wow. And I know I keep saying it, but this is the last one, Lisa. I want to know, again, because you're a manifester, what is on the horizon in the 10 or 20-year plan for the Empowerment Network? Well, for right now, we're focusing on, I'm actually on day seven of a 21 days, uh, a, a 21 day jump start for 2022. So the jump start is really about taking time to build a foundation. We have heard from some of the um, some of the powers that be that it takes 21 days to build a habit. And I started this actually out thinking that for the next 21 days, I'm gonna do this, 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 and this, and this, and this, and we're gonna be all of this. And then as soon as I started, spirit took a hold of me and said, stop, I'm going to reveal it to you, but you must have the patience for it. So at this time, as up to day seven, like I said, of the reflection, and today's reflection was to delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. And I am listening to God for what's to come. I know that the Empowerment Network is already an international organization. We're gonna be adding members from all over the globe, multiplying languages that we're uh, translated in. Right now, we're just translated in English or Spanish, but we're gonna be translated into multiple languages, including French and some other languages we're working on getting. We're broadcasting all over, we're accepting off authors from all over the globe. We are building our magazine up to also provide awards and <clears throat> to provide awards and notifications or rather um, nominations for individuals who are doing great things in the world. 
I realize that the Empowerment Network is just a small piece of the puzzle, but we are connecting with organizations all over. We've connected with nonprofits in other countries, which is really amazing. Showing this, this so much, one of the things that 2021, that even 2020 in this COVID time has taught us. I feel almost like 2020 and 2021 were all one year. Right. Because all together, right? But it has showed us that we're more alike than we are different. Because the confines of, of, of geography is no longer as relevant as it was before. So now I have clients in other countries that I would not have even pursued because we pursued basically who we were around. So it's just given us a glimpse already of this international world that's breaking down barriers. There'll be less, less pain for the world because we'll have more champions about the business of helping to heal each person. And that in and of itself has been a part of the vision for the next 20 years of the Empowerment Network. And I'm excited. Look. You all had an opportunity to hear this amazing author, publisher, CEO of an empowerment network or a dynasty. But let me talk about this last piece before we descend our helicopter. She's also a philanthropist and humanitarian who sits as the chair of a board focusing on young people who have transitioned from foster care. And as you were talking, I wanted to make sure, because that's kind of slid by, that anybody who's watching, you know about this, you know how to support her efforts there. She's done tremendous work, in-kind work, we want to figure out how we can bless the work that she's doing there so that it can be magnified and that we can continue to help the young people move into their purpose and align with those things that the creator had birthed them to do since before they was even born. So Lisa, please tell people how they can support what help you need with that and where they can go to be able to help support your efforts in that. Absolutely. So Home For Me is a voice for teens aging out of foster care. And um, what we are doing is helping to prepare those from the ages of 13 to 25 and even on, but as they are in that, still in the foster care structure, they know by that age, they're not likely to be adopted. So what we do is we come alongside of the programs, we help to prepare them for leadership, entrepreneurship, and growth so that they can be independent when they age out of foster care. If you go to homeforme.org, that's home, the number four, me.org, you will see the different ways that you can financially contribute to support these types of programs. In Home For Me, we do things such as the Leg Up On Life program. We actually provide them with a, a birthday party 
and we provide them with a uh, Christmas. There's a Christmas holiday party that we'll be providing them with a bed in the bag. We just recently had a gala where we raised money to help support some of the programs that help to prepare them for uh, aging out of foster care. We have published, we being Empowerment Publishing and Multimedia have published the Because of You cookbook, which is um, written for you, for your health, so that they can learn how to prepare their homes and their pantries for individual individual life. I mean, they don't have a grandmother or mother or father to show them how to go to the grocery store, how to make sure that you provide what you need for your home. So it's all these little things that are adding up and there's a lots of ways for you to support. All the information is clearly on the Home For Me website. I am Lisa Santiago uh, McNeil. I am the chairman of Home For Me. And if I can be of support to you in your journey, which is in clarity or in the writing or publishing, producing of your uh, own project, you can reach me at IamLisaSantiago.com. I am lisasantiago.com so that I can help you. That first contact is complimentary just to find out if what you need is what I have. And if it is, I will gladly assist you and show you what that looks like. And if it's not, we can possibly work together to decide if you need help from someone in my network that I have already had the opportunity to evaluate and can support you by connecting you to them. You heard it. We're going to go ahead and descend the plane. Phenomenal information. Go to our webpage. I'll be putting some links in the write-up so you'll be able to find out how you can follow her on LinkedIn, how you can follow her and the other platforms that she so frequently frequents. Book her. She's an amazing speaker. With that, I bid you all adieu. Have an amazing weekend, and we're looking forward to catching you on the next episode of The Freeway to Elevation. We are not just a city, that we are more than just a community, that we're operating like a village. And in a village, each and every one of us is accountable, not only for our child or our children, but our children's friends, and single parent moms, single parent dads, when we collectively stand together, locked in arms, there's no force or no energy that can stop us from molding, and not even just molding, from creating bridges that allow kids and families to move out of generational poverty into economic wealth, 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 wealth.